0: Hey yo, we back and welcome to season two, episode one, part two. In part one, we talked about systematic training, and um, Tyree Nichols will continue that conversation in part two. Um, we thank you so much for tuning in. Sit back, relax, and watch part two of the Flight Podcast.
1: Here we go. How many black cops have killed white people in Highland Village? I'm willing to bet everything I own, and will will possibly own, and that is zero less than zero because it it just doesn't happen and i think that you know the the community aspect is huge and you don't want to feel like you have to build something like wakanda and hide in plain sight just to be able to live and thrive but that's almost what it's like and you know i'm just thinking about that right now wow wakanda was hidden yeah yes it was hidden from the rest of the world And it was all black Wow
0: You know what I'm not even gonna go there today Because that would literally create a whole n- <laughs> I just had a moment right Ooh, there Write that down we are gonna make an episode on that But yeah uh, I can go Real deep up in there With that whole topic I do wanna uh, bring a clarity point um, the, the gentleman that I was speaking on His name was Tony McDade mm. Just to bring clarity It was a transgender man who was Shot and killed by the police in
1: 2020.
0: Mm. So yeah, you don't have to be doing anything illegal to be targeted, and that's what I want people to understand. You can literally be killed for being black and minding your business. Yeah, it's that simple. And it just sucks when the hand, the law, is the reason why you're targeted and killed. Police officers, ones who are supposed to protect and serve, and again. It's not just white people killing us from a cop perspective. It's policemen in general. And like I said, it's because we're talking about a system that was literally created and rooted in oppression and racism. Mm -hmm. And now that we live in a integrated community or an integrated world, you have Black police officers, white police officers, Asians, Indians, whatever. You have all these different ethnic groups that are now a part of this force as a representation to say, hey, guys, we ain't racist no more. Mm. But your principles are still racist. Your practices are still racist. White people have a certain privilege that I don't have when dealing with the cops. They can run up on y'all. They can get in y'all's faces. They can say what they want to. And you're not gonna call them aggressive. They're not, you know, you're not throwing them, slamming them down to the ground like that. They're not being handled like that. Oh, yeah. You could shoot up a whole Coliseum and walk out alive. Movie theater, um, nightclub, church, grocery store, don't matter. Uh, they take you to Burger King, apparently. When yeah. you shoot black churches up, that's a new one. Takes a lot of energy. Um, yeah. So I just feel like with a lot of. I'm not going to say every department is like this. I'm not going to say every police officer is like this. But a lot of police departments and a lot of police officers absolutely are racist and absolutely are rooted in racism. Don't care how many people you got on your force that's a minority. Ultimately, you are still rooted in racist practices, racist tendencies. And the only way to deconstruct that is to
1: reconstruct. You know what I'm thinking of something? I didn't hear that those police officers were on leave, I think they just got charged, didn't they? Uh, didn't they just go straight to getting charged? I
0: was about to say, I'm the, from what I read, they were all immediately fired. I don't, I don't remember really? reading anything about a leave. But let me, let me go get some clarity really quick because I don't want to mis misinform.
1: Yeah, um, because I mean, I remember seeing. I think the, who was that? Uh, mm, who was that in the uh, northwest? Uh, George Floyd. George Floyd. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. So gotcha. yeah, I remember George Floyd, the cop who killed him. Didn't he get to go on leave or something like that? There was a whole bunch of instances where the cops weren't immediately fired.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, it, if we're being honest, every incident. The the shoving dude. Um, that's the the one that killed Eric Garner. Okay. The yeah. Shoving dude. Um, who else? Uh, The lady that killed the man in Oklahoma, I can't remember her name. Yeah. All of these people went on some form of leave first. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately, if they did get terminated, they were terminated or reassigned or whatever the case. But ultimately, they start with leave so that they can investigate. Right. And once they conclude their investigation or once they get to a certain point within the investigation, they determine the nature of your job. Mm -hmm. Now, some of them. Remained on leave Others were formally fired But I don't believe that Anybody was Immediately fired like this Like I mean Look how long it took The Breonna Taylor thing Mm -hmm. Like it It took like two years You know what Before they start charging people
1: Yeah and that's another thing too We don't really get to see These people in jail No We don't get to see them And I'm starting to think like These people are like In these witness protection Kind of Environments To where they can actually still live a life Because I have not I have yet to see any stories about these Cops that kill people that supposedly went to jail I don't see them in orange Jumpsuits I don't you know we don't hear Anything else about them You know so I'm starting to kind of Think about that where are they And I I would like to see some proof that They're actually incarcerated I would like to see That (laughs) You know, I've had my theories with stuff like that, too, because
0: I'm not going to lie to you guys. People would call me some form of conspiracy theorist or whatever. I don't really like titles, so I don't use them. But I do have ideas and thoughts that they tell us something, but something else is happening. So, for example, not to say that this is the actual case, but let's just say the Derek Chauvin dude, the, the dude who killed Eric Garner. Let's just say he's the topic right now. And he was charged, excuse me, and he went to jail. We don't know that he's actually in a cell. Like, they could have gave him a ticket and gave him a new identity and sent him somewhere. Absolutely. 100%. We don't know. We are just hoping and assuming that justice is actually being served. Mm. And even if he is actually in jail, we don't know what kind of treatment he's getting. Oh, he yeah. could be in a nice cell with a TV and living the best life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Taxpayers' dollars. We have no idea. We are very trusting in a government that has continuously lied to us. And I think that that's interesting within itself. It's like you have so much trust in a government who has literally lied to you about everything. Mm. You have so much trust that they are doing the right thing when they haven't even done the right thing by black people still in 2023.
1: You know, and that's a good point. I wanted this to be another episode because it's it's so much to uh, to uncover and talk about how we as Black people in this country still represent this country. We still go to the military. We still we still play in the Olympics. We still participate in all these things with a big flag on our chest and a target on our back. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's crazy.
0: I think about that a lot, and again, I'm I'm, I'm me, so I, I I be myself authentically in everything that I do. I don't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance or the flag, because they don't I don't they don't represent what I stand for. Right. So people will be like, oh, you're in America, you need to stand up. It's like, well, no, I don't have to subscribe to that. That's a choice. You choose to stand up. You choose to put your hand over your heart and you choose to pledge. I'm not pledging with something I do not agree with. Mm-mm. I'm not free here. There's no true freedom here for people that look like me. Mm-mm. They're not fighting for my rights. You feel me so I personally I don't subscribe to certain things. So no, I'm not joining the military cuz they don't represent what I represent. It's like I'm good enough to fight for you, but I'm not good enough for you to make sure y'all are not racially profiling me or make sure I have certain benefits or make sure, you know what I mean? Like you don't care about me. You care about what I can do for you. What was that quote? Um, It's some quote I be hearing all the time in music. I can't remember who said it. So it's not what uh, your country country can do for you. you. It's what you can do for your country. And it's like I'm not doing anything for my country. No, because this country does not care about me Because if it did The things that happened to black and brown people Would not be taking place Still in 2023 You have people who say things like Oh, you know, that was long ago Whatever, whatever It's still happening People are still racist People are still rolling around Screaming racial slurs People are on open forums Saying and doing whatever they want to Hell, they stormed the Capitol they stormed the Capitol, and y'all call that patriotism. But if a bunch of black people, let's be for real, if a bunch of black people stormed the Capitol in the same manner, we would have got the
1: shot. body stacked up.
0: We would have been shot, and it would have been justified mm-hmm. to them. Yep. So for me personally, I can't subscribe to certain things. And it's like people in America believe that black people – Owe them something when we don't subscribe to certain things. It's like, well, no. I know the history of my people and how we got here, and some of this, us that were already here. I already know what it is, so you're not gonna make me subscribe to something right. that I don't agree with. And I mean, the police force is a is a military branch. Wow. Yeah. So you got people. <laughs> this stuff runs so deep, y'all. Y'all got to think about that. Now, I wasn't in the military, but I know people who were. And I've heard about racist things that happen and take place in the military, right? These people come to the regular world as civilians again. And then they join the police force. Mm. And they come in high ranking because of, you know, their background. So you have a racist-ass lieutenant now because he used to be a racist-ass whatever on you know in the military mm. and now he's a high ranking officer and he's leading a flock of people half of them he don't like cuz they minorities but because he has to play the american game which is dealing with minorities He going to make it appear like he like y'all or he's okay with y'all but ultimately he hates you hmm. he likes what you can do like protect and serve and fight
1: but he ain't checking for you no nah. he's told, he's not looking for you for promotions no you know we all we all see that as soon as as soon as you see a, a group of people going to lunch together and coming back together and laughing together and all this it, it's it's sad it's sad that you can see uh, just those general actions and, and and understand without even being told what's actually happening
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's a universal language uh, of inclusion if you're not included then you you're left out and so, you have to find your own ways of inclusion. And then when we find ways of inclusion, then that's called gathering. Right. And, and, and that's looked upon as a threat.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of glad you said that because that just made me think about how when we do things to celebrate ourselves and what we've accomplished. I'm just going to say it. White people. Feel the need to be included And when they're not included Mm -hmm. They say we're being racist Now let's get something straight The actual definition of racism Includes oppression White people are not oppressed Therefore I cannot be racist It is literally impossible Based on the literal definition of racism Mm -hmm. Now can I be prejudiced, Absolutely Absolutely, Yeah, But racist? No I cannot be And white Mm -hmm. people don't like to hear that And I know some black people don't like to hear the fact that they can be prejudiced, but you can. It's it's a thing. You know what I mean? Like That's a thing. But I think it's funny because white people say, well, that's reverse racism. First of all, that's not a thing. There's no such thing as reverse racism. Not a thing. That is a way for white people to feel included again. Again, Mm. you want to be oppressed so bad.
1: Why? No, you don't. Trust me, you
0: don't. But
1: you think you do. right?
0: They like black Excuse my expression They like black shit Yeah They don't like the consequences That come with black shit When you do black shit Black shit happens to you
1: Yeah Everybody wanna be one Until it's time to be one
0: Until it's time to be one And it's like You wanna be included so bad Why? You already got You already
1: got stuff
0: You already got So much stuff
1: That's genetic It has to be some sort of Infiltration genetic
0: Oh yeah, it's deep rooted for sure. Yeah. That stuff is so deep rooted. It's crazy to me. We can even talk about the Tulsa massacre. Mm. Literally, Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma, thriving in the early 1900s. Thriving community with a bunch of black millionaires and billionaires who had private jets and banks and movie theaters and restaurants and retail shops and doctors' offices and all of these great things. This was all black owned and black operated. The Greenwood district was strict to black people. This was us doing our thing away from everybody else. This was like, hey, y'all don't like us, cool. We'll go over here and do it ourselves. We'll build our own communities, we'll build our own things, we'll get our own money. We don't need to mix and mingle with y'all to be successful. Right. The moment we started to do that, they saw it and was like, oh no. Ain't no way we finna let them be more successful than us. They are not gonna include us in this wealth. Burn all this shit down.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: And then you had government in on it. That's the one part they don't want to talk about. The government was in on
1: it. Yeah, this is, it, this is war tactics on U.S. soil.
0: Literally, they were dropping bombs out of the air, out of airplanes. You cannot tell me that in 1920, regular people could just get their hands on military bombs and airplanes and equipment and just drop it over a community and then dig mass, graves and nobody go to jail mm. the police have to be on in on it the government had to be in on it and then on top of that you're making postcards posing with dead bodies and you sending them in the fucking mail yeah that is literally looked at by several government officials because we already know the post office that's Government workers. Those are public service workers. So, mind you, a postcard ain't in no envelope. It's just a picture with a little special note and your address. That's it. So, I can see the postcard as I'm sorting mail. Nobody's batting the eye at this. Nobody cares.
1: The government, America was proud of that.
0: I remember. There's literal picture proof of people posing by dead bodies, smiling. And you trying to tell me that the government not in on this?
1: They were proud of it.
0: This is crazy. We did something for ourselves just for them to tear it down. Why? Jealousy. They were not included. What a lot of people also don't know is white people were actually borrowing planes from the black airport in Greenwood. They needed us. That's crazy. That's the part they don't tell you. We were thriving too much. Too much to the point where they probably were threatened. And they was like, yeah, mm-mm, go shut it down right now. Shut this shit down right now. Yep. So that's why we have Things now Like All these random massacres That nobody knows about Lake Lanier Whole underground City of black people Under a lake Central Park In New York Thriving black community Now a whole park Yep They quietly wipe us away Loudly though Yeah
1: Very loudly
0: Let's be for real (laughs) I think that's the part That trips me out the most Like it's not even done in the dark. It's done, and it's done in a big
1: way. in In the same country that we represent, and that's I, I just don't understand it. How America is is acting like, oh, this is so horrible, and then like like I said, they're proud of it. They're putting it on postcards. They're pouring water over it. You know, uh, it's it's tough to deal with, and uh, it in order for it to be turned. I mean, the it it all started with us learning how to read. It, it's, that's where never one these they never wanted us to even learn how to read. And there was a reason for that, right? And now, and, and it it got from reading in the 1800s, or let's say probably yeah, probably 18s. Yeah, probably late 1800s to all of a sudden owning a bank and land and yep. planes. Yep. In the 1900s. We were showing them very fast. What oh, we were capable so of. fast. I mean,
0: think about that. Like you said, most people did not know how to read. And the ones that did um, were far and few in between. As time progressed, as we got closer to the 1900s, more people were learning how to read. They looked like you and I. And they were taking what they knew and they were teaching other people that looked like you and I. Mm. Therefore, putting us in the place to be able to do something about our situation, like you said, i.e. making banks, creating all of these ways to make money. When you do that, when you do that, you now have power. They never wanted us to have power in any way. And the way to make us feel powerless is to, Remain in system. control. Right. Yeah. C- remain in control. And the way to do that is to create a system. If you create a system saying, Hey, you can't vote unless you can read, but you know damn well everybody that look like me probably can't read, your system gonna work.
1: Yeah. Also, if you if you invent something, now you gotta go through the system to the patent office. Yep. And then we're just gonna act like, oh, uh, nah, somebody already did that. And then <laughs> after you already did that, somebody else did it. Actually that. does it.
0: Take your idea, run with it. Now they get all the accolades and you just look like the dummy. And if you tell people, oh, that was my idea, first they'll tell you that you're lying. Mm. They will tell you that that never happened. Yep. We are a threat to society and it sucks because we shouldn't be. The The amount of intelligence that we have as people is insane. And I I feel like The more we understand ourselves and what we're capable of, Mm. the more power we get, right?
1: Yeah. Because
0: knowing is power. Mm. If you know something, you can do something. If you don't know nothing, you can't do nothing. So the more we educate ourselves, the more we put ourselves in position to win, in position to create, the harder they come for us, the harder they make it. It's like up. Oh, let's make that illegal. Mm-mm, they getting too good at it. Cut it off. Let's put a um. Let's put some rules on it. Let's. Mm-mm. Can't yep. get too good at it. It's 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 gonna get
1: re-regulated when you do. Man, and I'm I'm just, right now I'm just dumbfounded because I mean I remember when Black Panther first came out and black people were showing up to the theater and like dashikis and stuff like that in <laughs> collard greens. Right. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, but honestly. I'm just really thinking about it because, number one, Wakanda was hidden. It was a hidden paradise, okay? America wanted their weapons or uh, wanted their materials to make weapons. This is basically the re- the only reason America wanted anything to do with Wakanda because they had vibranium and they wanted to use it for weapons. That's an American concept, obviously. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, but I'm starting to think because, like I just said earlier, black people went from not being able to read – to inventing things. Mm-hmm. This is innovation. And then we didn't have an infrastructure to really make those things count until Greenwood and areas uh, such as this. It blows my mind how we, as, as minimal, with minimal resources, made these great things out of nothing. And then who do we have to go to to get the past? To get Shark Tank, right? Mm -hmm. Think about Shark Tank. You have a product, and I was just thinking about this on this massage chair tour bus. The person who created it had the idea. It it, it did well in Dallas, and they tried to expand in Miami and stuff like that. Boom, boom. They had the money to start it, but they didn't have the money to keep it going. To maintain it. The Mm -hmm. demand. Mm -hmm. And that's how it works. You have the idea, and the idea is worth a lot of money. But you don't have enough money Money to power the, the demand. idea Yep Who yep. has the money for the demand Now they want a piece And they yep. own it Yep And now they're generating income That they had nothing to do with
0: Mm-hmm
1: That's so crazy All
0: because they are in the position Where they have the revenue already Yep So like you said something Kia a few minutes ago You said they were not able to read And then they were creative innovative. If we take it back even further Think about that before we were able to read We were able to produce things We're creating mm. things As we learn to read We're able to create even more yeah. So it's like well, Why would we allow them to learn how to read When we know that When we know that they gonna That's gonna make them create more That's gonna make them smarter That's gonna make them realize More that they can do right. Like they only know This little stuff they can do Let's keep it there Don't let them think that they can If they pick up a book They gonna mess around and find out They can do way more than they thought Right because the more you know, the more you grow, the more you grow, the more you create. It's yep. a it's a cycle. But like you said, we don't always have the the revenue to back the idea. And what we do is we take our ideas to people that got the revenue, and now they want a piece of the pie. It's like, hey, well, I helped you get on because you didn't have the money to make the idea work. So if it wasn't for my money, your idea would still just be an idea. Which yep. sucks because it's like, well, if I had my own money, you wouldn't even be here to even get a piece of the pie. I would be getting 100% of the proceeds mm. if I was in a position where I already had my money. Now, let's be for real. And we're going to wrap this up real quick because we be running out of time. But let's be for real. A lot of these white people and other minority groups, they had the money. Mm. And that's because generationally they've been able to create the wealth. So now they can just be like, oh, here's $10,000. Whereas our our demographic group, it's harder because mm. we don't have the funds. We got the ideas we got the ideas and a lot of us got the plan, but we don't have the means. And so we have to outsource the people that don't look like us. And the people that don't look like us, a lot of the times will take advantage of us because they know we don't know the business aspect. They know that, that we don't may not understand the monetary aspect and percentages and cuts and dividends. and stuff. They, we, they know we don't know this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they play that to their advantage.
1: Yep. because There's another system on top of that system. In order to get into the business ownership system, you have to go through all these legal signings and authorizations. Every time you go a level up, it's just somebody else that don't look like you.
0: Yep. And that's why it's important that we put ourselves in positions to be in these positions. That way, when you outsource, you can run into somebody who looks like you. One of the reasons why we do networking and connecting, because we want to bridge you with people that look like you, that understand where you're coming
1: from. That's crazy. How we get on fire at the end of the episode? This is exciting because there's more to come. Absolutely. Because I'm just thinking right now, you know, you know, we talked about Greenwood and that's great. Now, black people still having ideas every day. Absolutely. I just told you about one right now with the, the massage bus tour. Absolutely. You know how we generate, you know, our, generate our wealth from the outside? How? Crowdfunding.
0: Facts. Yeah. But see, that's the thing. A lot of people don't know about crowdfunding. Yeah, a lot. I like I just found out about crowdfunding like a year or two ago. Yeah. Like the kickstart stuff. I didn't know anything about that stuff. And
1: black people have to. you have to believe in other black people. Yep. This is a thing that that creates wealth. Crowdfunding. Okay, let's say it don't even have to be a bank. It could just literally be a fund Mm -hmm. where we invest into a black business. And then structure it to pay its dividends equally, yes, fairly, yes. evenly. Mm-hmm. And so the the business can still prosper and everybody gets their money back and some. Mm-hmm. Okay, but this has to be inside the black community. It cannot, it cannot go anywhere else. Cannot go anywhere else. Because as soon as someone puts their nails in it, and this is how black businesses get given away, because we created a lot of things, but then we don't own them because- they give us, they flash the big check in front of your face. Mm-hmm. You created this thing, and right now you're making 10000 a month. That's great. But I got $2 million here for you if you just want to sell it to me.
0: Yep, and then we hear that, and we, we're ready to sell, not realizing – from a long term standpoint, this is how you create generational wealth. That company that you just sold for $10 million, in ten years probably gonna be worth a hundred million. Absolutely. And now you just sold yourself short, 90 mil, all because you saw that money and you took it and you ran. And I'm gonna say this last thing and we can go ahead and wrap it. There was a family who owned a beach in California that mm-hmm. they recently just got back. They owned this beach for years. The beast, the beach was they got an offer to sell the beach and they end up ultimately selling it mm. for a couple mil. Mm. And people were like, you know, why would they do that? This could have created generational wealth. And I get it, but they didn't have the money to main, like we talked about, they didn't have the finances to maintain the beach. They didn't have the funding to maintain the area around the beach. And therefore, for them, from a generational wealth standpoint, they saw it as an opportunity to take some money, take that money and invest it elsewhere. they like, forget the beach. That's not our niche. And I understood that but when you don't understand certain aspects you shoot yourself in the foot you leave a lot of money on the table now granted that beach might actually turn into a very profitable beach Mm. but it's going to take some money to make some money and they didn't have that so a lot of people was mad at them for selling but I understood they sold it for I think like 10 mil wow but yeah, um all right. yeah, this
1: is a funny podcast, man. This is an exciting time. And you know, we started with one thing and it just kinda of branches out. It always be like does. That. Yeah. And so there's more to come, especially on these two topics right here, two or three topics. Uh, but you know, for now, just keep your head up. You know, this is obviously a tough time. It's always been a tough time, but we can't let that make us, you know, shy away right. from where we're supposed to be and where we can be uh so i would say just sit around and and, and think about this think about crowdfunding think, even in your own home even in your own home absolutely there's somebody with an idea right now and they just need your help and yep. that's it and we can all come together and make things and, and make it happen absolutely so hey man till next time it's the flight podcast i'm dash in dallas this is team you see me and we are just gonna highlight to you next time
0: yeah